Hello, everyone. Welcome to this, the 73rd edition of the Ask Barry V Show. I'm Barry Vanover. This is my partner, Miles Baker. We've got some really good questions today. It looks like that some of the owners are really focusing on the new year from the questions that, that, that they've been sending us. But before we get started, I do want to give a quick commercial for Business Maximizer and Studio Pro special offer. We're coming to the end of this offer. So I wanted to talk to you guys. The new year is here. All of you guys are setting goals for 2018, or you should be setting goals for 2018 if you've not already. And if you're looking for great business information that's been proven, not only with hundreds of martial arts schools, independent schools that we consult, but premier martial arts organization that run the systems, then, and you're looking for that information for 2018, I suggest that you look into our Business Maximizer uh, program. It's uh, You can check it out at mabusinessmaximizer.com. Now, that program's $4.97 a month, uh, and you're going to get that information disseminated in a certain order with a certain timing that we felt would have the biggest impact on your business. But even more than that, Studio Pro Martial Arts Management Software Uh, they have made a deal with us to provide 100 people our Business Maximizer program, which is, again, $4.97 a month, for free when you use their software. So check out, you can check out the details of both Studio Pro and this Business Maximizer offer at the following URL, www.bizmaximizer.com special.com bizmax special.com all right mr baker let's go ahead and get started with the first question our first one this week came from karen j karen j asked she says i heard i heard that you should keep your school open as much as possible when do you suggest closing your school during the holidays you know she's right in one instance is the more you're open the more opportunities you have to do business Uh, however there's a difference in working efficiently and, you know, just being there, you know, there's a difference in working smart and just working in general. So, you know, we're closing all of our schools and we're suggesting that to our premier martial arts school owners, they're closing from the 21st, which I think is a Thursday. Uh, Christmas is on like a Monday or something. So we're closing the 21st through uh, January 2nd. Um, you know, the key thing is whether it's you're a one man show or whether you have lots of staff, you need time off. Your staff needs time off. You know, very few school owners has a team B, so to speak, a team of people that can run the school while the A team takes off. Plus, they're probably not as qualified, and they're probably not... uh, uh, Some bad things could always happen. I always like closing the school so that I, the owner, can take a mental break and my staff can take a mental break and not leave my staff in there working while I'm trying to, right. I'm enjoying time right. off. So everybody needs that break. And frankly, your students need that break. You know, all other kids' activities usually follow the school system schedule. Now, I don't follow the school system schedule. I don't think you should be off like like our schools here in Tennessee won't start back till like January the 9th. Yeah. That's ridiculous yeah. to be closed that much. Yeah. But, you know, don't worry about closing shop to take a week between Christmas and New Year's or if your school system is closed for spring break. 
Um, there are going to be so few students in your school. That's a great opportunity to close it down and give that week of vacation for everybody. Uh, so, you know, coming back recharged and re-motivated and taking some time off, what's way more important than worrying about whether you, you know, keep the students coming over the holidays so they keep training and all that, what's way more important of when you close is did you prepare to be able to hit your goals mm -hmm. Huge. for the month, even though you're going to be closed a week? Yeah. Did you stack more intros? Did you do your holiday sale? Did you do more upgrade conferences? Did you focus on your income generators? So even though you're closed a week, you still hit your goals and you still did great business. That's more important than stressing over, oh, am I closing too much? And my my students are going to quit. You know, that's in your that's all in your head. Yeah. So And just because you're closed... If, you, if you're not at a point where you can take a mental break and some time off, just because you're close doesn't mean you have to stop working. Right. You can take those hours that usually you might have to be teaching classes and, and spend them on building your business, whether it's setting appointments for after the break. Doing your Facebook ads for the new whatever year. Whatever it is. You can still yeah, work a absolutely. little bit. But there's a difference in having classes and being there and teaching. Just than, to be there and be open. Then, yeah, working, working when you're doing a little extra, trying to grow and trying to get ready for the new year. So. Yeah. Our next question comes from Tom G. He asks, says, do you see any trends or changes for the martial arts industry in the future? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think what I've never seen a time when there was this much information in the martial arts yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, now, there's a lot of bad misinformation on, on social media, you know, um, uh, people giving advice that's not congruent with what you're doing inside your school can be harmful sometimes. Even though it might be a good idea, it might not mesh with what your systems dictate and what you're doing. Um, but what I guess my point is, man, the level of professionalism that martial arts schools are having uh, is at an all-time high. I think, you know, back when your, your billing companies first started being the real consulting companies for the martial arts industry, that was a big shift in professionalism. But right now, I think the same thing is happening. I think uh, people are operating at such a higher professional level. Schools are making a lot more money. Competition is going to continue to get more intense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look in our own organization. How many of our school owners in Premier Martial Arts have gone from uh, uh, single school ownership to now multiple school yeah. ownership? Yeah, because that market is big time. Yeah, so yeah. competition's coming from all angles. Plus, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and Krav Maga and all these these styles that are so popular right now, they're continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody thought Krav Maga was a fad. Right. And yeah. what are we now? Jeez, 15, 20 years yeah. later or whatever yeah. it's been, um, 15 years, let's yeah. say, uh, it's still continuing to be popular. So I think uh, the main thing that's going to continue is competition and quality. Yeah. So for school owners out there, you gotta you gotta realize that your your level of competition is so much higher. What are you doing inside your school to take things to another level to compete with big organizations that are opening multiple locations and you know? Yeah, absolutely. Our next question comes from Jim P. He asks, he says, "What should my goals be for my studio for 2018?" It's kind of a broad question, but I well, yeah, Jim, I can't really tell you what your goals are because I have no idea if you're. If you're only bringing in, you know, whatever, if you're only bringing in, I'm not even, I don't even want to say 10 grand a month or something like that in your studio, then your goals are, are Different. how can I make more money? Yeah. 
Another guy's goals, he's got lots of students, but he notices he's losing them. So his goal should be retention for the new year. So uh, I don't know exactly what Jim meaning. It sounds like maybe he's meaning individual goals for a school, like exact monetary numbers. And, And again, without knowing your system, see, the way we would look at goal setting is we would start with the end in mind. How much money do we want to gross in our school either each month or certain months out of the year. And we would back that down trying to figure out our income generators and set goals for the number of leads, the number of intros, the number of new students, the number of upgrade conferences, the number of upgrades, the number of equipment package sales, the percentage, if you have the ability to get paid in full memberships on new memberships and upgrades, the number of the percentage of paid in fulls that you're going to need to bring in the money to hit those that that amount of revenue. Now, if you don't have systems in place where you can really get paid in full memberships, well, then you've got to find another way to increase your revenue or to hit that revenue goal. So, you know, for us, a common, for Premier Martial Arts, a commonality or or goal is, you know, we want to do about 30 to 35,000 a month on an S1X with 160 students Therefore, we know that we need to sign up 10 new students a month, five upgrades a month, 20% paid in fulls on all memberships. So that's the goals that we would have every single month for our S1X, our smaller boutique model. Now, Algarza has two locations, you know, 400 students in each location. His goals are totally different. He can't even survive off those numbers every single month. You know, he, he, he would be digressing and backsliding so fast if those was his goals. So, you know, you've got to look at your business and what you want to happen, how much money you want to make, and look at your systems. And of you've got what you've got to work with, how can you tweak those and set individual goals to hit uh, – Hit, hit your overall gross revenue goal. Now, if you don't have systems, you've never done goal setting, well, forget these individual goals. Your goal should be to find business systems to implement uh, intensely over 2018. You know? That's great advice. Okay, guys, it is victory time. Victory! Today, we want to celebrate on this show da- owner David Pantano in, you know, I forget the na- exact neighborhood, but I'm going to say Northeast Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Pantano, uh, Hunting, you know, Huntington Valley. Hun- oh, that's I right. Was, I was butcher that one. Hunting, Huntington, Huntington Valley. <laughs> you know, Dave Pantano. I've known we've known Dave for a long time, mm-hmm. and Dave just sent me a, a message this morning that you know he had a, a amazing month yeah. of November. Yeah, he did like forty five thousand yeah. dollars gross revenue yeah. this month. Well but, deserved. You know what's amazing? Besides, that's a look. You're doing forty-five, fifty thousand in a martial arts school, even thirty thousand a yeah. month. Yeah. That's great. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. You know, yes, there's. You know, we had Aaron Hensley do a hundred grand last month, mm-hmm. um, but that was an outlier month. He mm-hmm. did an amazing Christmas sale. Right. But if you're doing that kind of thirty, forty, fifty thousand in just your normal business systems, then uh, you're, you're top notch, right? And you know, Dave's done forty-five thousand. But what's amazing was that uh, he this message said when he first uh, uh, we first met him he was doing sixty five hundred a month sixty five hundred sixty five hundred yeah. a month yeah. and he does forty five now yeah. he's doing you good, know good for forty him. and forty five thousand yeah, dollars a month and nobody works as hard as no Dave that guy works his tail off and he's a good dude great martial artist yeah great guy yeah. Uh, now he's a great businessman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And he's reaping the rewards for it. And and if you've ever if you're not a friends of David Pantano's on Facebook, I suggest you friend him uh, because he does a really great job on his va- social media content to his students. He's always talking to them and promoting things. And he's just a natural his in front of the camera. Very he's infectious. You yeah. Know, so he does a great job. And yeah. we want to take this time to celebrate this school owner that is doing amazing and has gone from zero to hero. And we just so happy for him. Congratulations, Dave. Our next question comes from Jalen W. He asks, he says, what is the biggest growth obstacles you see owners face? Oh, we got some weird questions. Yeah. These are all New yeah. Year's questions, yeah, huh? Yeah, I think so. What was like, that again? I'm sorry. What is the biggest growth obstacles you see owners face? Biggest growth obstacle that I see owners face, I think it goes back to, honestly, man, all the people that we work with, very rarely do we talk to someone that either – you're an asshole or you're you're stupid right. and you're never going to make it. Right. Overwhelmingly, the majority of the people that we deal with are amazing people, deep down and good-hearted people and hardworking people. Uh, they're willing to learn. They're willing to learn. They're willing to work. It's just that shift from being a martial artist to being a business yeah. person yeah. that's so hard for, yeah. for owners because they really weren't entrepreneurs. They really weren't business guys to begin with. They were athletes and and loved martial arts and wanted to do it for a living. It goes back to the e-myth, you know, uh, a lot of times people love what they do and they want to be an owner, but there's difference in being good at a, at something and making a business out of it. So that continues to probably be the biggest thing, even though there's so much great information out there that these guys can plug and play to be successful. Yeah. So I would say a challenge would be taking a really good look at yourself, really good look at at your skill set for business, and where do you need to fill in the gaps? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not a good manager, so you need a manager to manage, yeah. and you do something else. You know, uh, uh, that would be something I would say yeah. continues to be a, an obstacle for school owners. Yeah. Our next question comes from Ben L. He asks, he says, I'm desperate to find an instructor. I've always hired from within my school, but there is no one currently qualified. Do you recommend hiring from outside? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when we look at just our own schools in Knoxville, the locations we have, uh, how many homegrown guys do we have? One? Yeah. I think so. I think as far as instructors and staff right now, we've got one guy that actually was was raised and trained here. Uh, you just hired a junior instructor yeah. that was trained yeah. at, at mm-hmm. in house, but yeah. everybody else, everybody all the other guys, are yeah. from everywhere, from There's South Carolina to yeah to finding them. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we have a nice way of going about that. You know, if you're looking for an instructor, um, uh, we use Facebook and social media right now. We'll use Indeed.com as well, but you know, putting an ad out there. Uh, explaining the position, how much money you can make from it, giving them, you know, I think even Facebook now has a application feature. Mm. Like if you're looking for employees, if not, at least the lead generation ad where they can put in their lead and name and phone number in the criteria you want to contact somebody. We went above and beyond and we created a a type form with that gives them a little interview. So when they click on the Facebook ad for instructor wants wanted, it goes to a type form where we're going ahead and asking them some key questions for us to do a little bit of research on them before we pick up the phone and call them or try to meet them in person. 
But, uh, you know, we just did this for a market. I'm not going to mention the market that we did it for, but, you know, we got nine nine applications in three or four days from this as well, looking for the outside. So I guess a simple answer to uh, or, or a simple answer to your question is absolutely look from outside. If you think you're going to grow your organization from just your adult students inside, it's probably going to take a lot longer than just finding qualified people that are good athletes uh, that can learn the style you teach and, and put them to work, you know, because more importantly than the style they know, or even their martial arts skill is their professionalism Absolutely. and work ethic yeah. and all that. Yeah. And, you know? and of course, to attract them, you have to pay them. Well, you always mention how important that is. Well, that's a different, people. right? To keep different. them. Yeah. 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 To keep them. I was, I was just had this conversation with an owner yesterday. Um, the owner has a lot of staff, but everybody's trying, wanting to make more money. The owner's payroll is extremely high. So if they just restructured the duties of their employees um, and, and didn't need so many employees, they could provide a better living and retain the awesome employees yeah. they have and, yeah. and provide them more money. You can't get people to work as hard as you need them to work for chump change. And there's, you know, as great as martial arts industry, a job of being a martial arts instructor may sound to people. Where's off? Three weeks later, it's a job, man. You know, and there's a, if you're only paying them the dollars that they can get from a a simple, easy to get job down the street with day hours instead of evening hours and has upward mobility, then uh, you're probably always going to be losing people. You might get them to work for a period of time, but I know owners that constantly go through that hiring and losing yeah. and hiring and finding and losing and training to that. It's really it's hurting stressful. their growth. Yeah. It's stressful. It's hurting their growth. Just pay people what they're worth and uh, keep them and provide that opportunity for them. You know, yeah. our last question for this week comes from James L. He asks, uh, what, what are your criteria for picking a location to open a school? Oh man, location, right? What's the phrase? Location, location, location. You know, that's the the criteria is I'm trying to look at your demographics, you know, are still as popular as jujitsu and Krav Maga and self-defense is and UFC and mixed martial arts and all that. Still, 75, 80 percent of people in a martial arts school is kids five to 12. So, you know, knowing that you want to, you know, your real target market is mom's. So you want to be in a, a neighborhood with tons of families with kids 5 to 12 that can afford your martial arts lessons, and you want to be in such a good location that they trip over you. Yeah. They don't need to search you out or find you or, or pass three or four other martial arts schools to get to you. You need to be in the best location possible. So that's what makes your life so much easier because, you know, I always say you're going to spend money on location one of two ways. You're going to have a bad location, and you're going to have to to grow and thrive. You're going to have to spend money on marketing to get people to show up there. Or a great location might cost you a little more money in rent, yeah. but you're going to save that money and grow from less marketing, mm-hmm. more visibility. You're in a better neighborhood so that people can afford your lessons, so you get more paid-in yeah. fulls and more down payments, and yeah. it just makes your life so much easier. I'll give a follow-up question because I hear this one often behind that. What about competition? Uh, competition. Well, I mean, you know, common sense tells you if the competitor is a reasonable operator, you probably don't want to be in the same shopping center with each other. Right. Yeah. There's just going to be a lot of negativity. Yeah. 
But at the same token, as long as you're not opening right on top of somebody, uh, you know, a mile down the street, I have no problem yeah. with opening up wherever. I look at location far more than who's else is in the neighborhood because there's plenty of people for everybody. You know, I, I, another thing is if every kid, let's just forget basketball, baseball, and football. If every kid in your neighborhood that plays soccer woke up and wanted to do martial arts, there wouldn't be enough martial arts schools in your town to service all those people. So it's about who's does the best job at marketing, who does the best job at uh, 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 of retaining their students, customer service relationships, who has the best location. That's far more important than your your competition. You know, you know, just decision making. Uh, in a follow up to the one question about owners, and and the reason this is on my mind is, is just from a conversation I had yesterday. Owners need to make decisions based on business. Uh, simplicity and revenue. A lot of owners make decisions based on art side of things, their personality, what they want, um, comfort, something easy. And those are always usually the wrong decisions. It can't be about you. It's got to be about them, the students, and it's got to be about your business. Um, Because if I, I was joking with an owner yesterday, uh, if, you know, God calls me and goes, hey, Barry, you've been a good dude. I want to give you a heads up. There's a better name for your organization than Premier Martial Arts and a better logo. If actually, if you use this name and logo, you'll double the number of schools and your school owners will double the number of students. I drop that name like right. a rock, yeah. man, right? But I like green. But I, I like, like but, the, I, but I like Premier. I've, I've always had, you know, it's, that's the, the vibe that you get sometimes when people have that mental Or I like the name of my school forward. or uh, I'm well known in this area. Yeah. You are? You've been yeah. in that area for 20 years. Yeah. So you think you've got some kind of name recognition. You only have 50 students, yeah. right? So you can't have that much name recognition, right? Oh, and the out. only people that care about stuff like that is the owner usually. You know, students and people don't don't really care. So, and it's not about the name of your school. That was just an example. It's about your decision making um, to want to. Well, sometimes owners have these goals and these things they want to achieve, but their actions that they're taking are not congruent with their goals. The things that they're doing day in day out, they're never going to get where they want to go. Yeah. But they, it's hard for them to see that, yeah. and it's hard. It was hard for us to see that, and honestly. Through the help of our premier martial arts school owners and trial and error, we just happen to see what really works yeah. in a large number of schools yeah. all over the United States. Yeah. So it get, gives us a little bit of insight and justification for the decisions so that we make. Forward, you know? Yeah. But all right, that's all the questions for this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, great. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.